Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from Hackettstown, New Jersey. And hopefully the sound of my voice has everything going well for you in your farm shop and in your operation. And as you all know, if you've listened to this show before, that we get together each Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, and then again on Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio, Sirius XM Channel 147. But if you're listening today and you want to listen again tomorrow, or have somebody listen because I'm talking about something that they may be interested in, then uh, is the show is going to be at 3 p.m. Sunday instead of the normal 6 p.m. time because of the rodeo. So that's a good thing to be knocked back by by the rodeo. So uh, that is very, very good. But the following week, we'll be back back to normal over here at Farm Machinery Digest Radio. And I have to announce a couple of winners for the Hot Rod Farmer license plate. And if you don't know what that's about, well, if you listen every week, you hear this. But if you didn't listen or you're new, if you're new, welcome. And I have a contest where I have a pin in my office. I have a map in my office. And I like to hear from my listeners so I know where they're listening from and possibly if you feel comfortable a little bit about your operation. And the whole impetus for that is for me to give you a better show. Because if I know where you're from, if I know what you're growing about or, or, or anything about you as a listener then I could tailor my content to better serve you. And so what I do is I put a pin. When anybody reaches out to me, I put a pin in my map. I get a push pin with more or less where you're from. Lots of times there's small towns, so you can't really get it close, But uh, I, or, or you can't get it right on the money. I get it close. And then I also announce your name on the radio show. And I also announce your name on my Idle Chatter podcast. And then I put you into a drawing for a free USA-made hot rod farmer license plate. And then each week I pull out two winners from the people who contacted me, and I uh, award them a hot rod farmer license plate. But also, I forgot to tell you that every week, one week after this show airs on Sirius XM Channel 147 Rural Radio, in its entirety, it's listed as a podcast on my website, which is farmmachinerydigest.com. You just go to the website hit and click on the tab that says FMD Radio, and you'll see all the back episodes there. And the reason why I do that, because this is an educational resource, and I may be talking about something today that you really don't have an interest in. You're, inter- you're not that you're interested in hearing about it, but you know, it's like anything. When you got to work on something or you have a problem, you listen in a different way. It's just like if somebody's selling you their car or their tractor or their farm, you look at it through different eyes than if you're going to buy it. And with a show like this, you look at it through different ears, right? Not different eyes, but through different ears because you're interested in the content because you have a problem or a general interest in that. So just go there, and then you could also find out if you won, right? You could listen to a back episode. But this week, our two winners are, we have Mike Pearson from Virginia, and he listens, I believe, on SiriusXM. He may listen to the podcast also. And if I remember from my notes, because I'm interested in all of my listeners, is that he drives a tractor trailer, and he has a small farm down in Virginia, and he takes care of some equipment on the farm, and I believe he hauls for Walmart. But if I'm wrong, Mike, please forgive me. 
So, uh, and the other winner is Mr. Albert Radloff, and he hails from Minnesota, but he's uh, he's an agronomist, and he's doing a lot of work, uh, I believe, in Africa as far as with a company, as far as some agronomy work is concerned. So either one of you two gentlemen, please, or both of you, not either one, please reach out to me at hotrodfarmer at farmmachinerydigest.com and let me know where you want me to send your hot rod farmer license plate. Alrighty, so I can't send it to you if I don't know where you are. And I just have an email address, so uh, and lots of times I can't even find the email addresses because they don't coincide with the person's name. So it's very I have to get a better system going here to try to catalog these email addresses. It wasn't like years ago where somebody gave you the name and a mailing address and you could look it up alphabetically, but people's email addresses lots of times have nothing to do with their name, so it makes it a little bit uh, confusing to locate them afterwards. But on today's show, what we're going to be talking about is why you need to do something that very few people, no one I met likes to do it, is adjust the valves on your engines. But that's going to be right after we go to a short break. And never forget, agriculture runs on machinery, but profits on reliability. Now on Sirius XM, hear live gavel-to-gavel coverage, in-depth legal reporting, and expert analysis of the nation's most important and compelling trials, historic live oral arguments from the United States Supreme Court, and relive the trial of the century with OJ25, with new episodes every Sunday night, as well as your favorite Court TV mystery shows, like The First 48, Corrupt Crimes, and Forensic Files. Court TV, your front row seat to justice, online at Channel 793. This is for the farmers, the ranchers, the manufacturers and producers, the growers and the showers. This is for you, the ones staying on your feet and doing the legwork, giving it the elbow grease and putting your back into it, over your head, against the odds, and still, every single day, putting on your game face. You keep this whole thing together, even when you're already bursting at the seams. Thank you. Thank you for showing us how to keep going. Thank you for growing the economy we rely on, for producing the goods we consume, and manufacturing solutions where there are none. Even when there is no clear road ahead, you are the ones blazing the trail and always going the extra mile. You are the backbone of rural America, and we always have your back. RFD-TV, rural America's most important network. And Rural Radio 147 on Sirius XM. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the Hot Rod Farmer, and we're going to be discussing why you need to adjust valves on an engine. And um, if it has 
A hydraulic camshaft is really not an adjustment. It's called a preload. But if it has a mechanical camshaft, or some people call it a solid cam, solid lifter camshaft, then there needs to be a lash adjustment. And on a hydraulic cam, as I said, it's a preload. It's how much pressure you're putting on the through the via the push rod to to compress the piston in the lifter the valve lifter the hydraulic piston and then on a solid cam or mechanical cam whatever you want to call it is that you need to have an did the, the adjustment that you're actually making is the clearance between the rocker arm or the cam follower depending upon the design we'll call it a rocker arm for just for for commonality during the show today and then the stem of the valve so there needs to be a specified clearance there and uh, so we're going to be emphasizing why we need to do this and it's going to be concerned basically focused on a mechanical or solid type of solid lifter type of camshaft now the thing is that what you need to understand regardless of the camshaft design or really more the valve lifter design not the camshaft the valve lifter and the camshaft are matched together and what i mean by they're matched together is that you would say to yourself well why is there a hydraulic hydraulic lifter and why is there a mechanical or solid lifter well basically in essence they all years ago all engines had a mechanical camshaft a solid lifter type of camshaft and you had to adjust the the valve lash then again repeating it that is the distance the clearance to free play between the rocker arm and the stem of the valve where the rocker arm comes in contact with the valve now the thing is that back many many years ago there was um a lot of different dynamics that came into play is that 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 an engine whether it's an agricultural engine or a truck engine or a car engine required the valves to be adjusted very often and very often could vary it could be based upon hours or miles or a combination of both because they would skew now why would they skew as a combination of the metallurgy the wear and different dynamics that came into play i don't know i only have a half hour show here so we can't talk all about that and then what had happened was that the industry came out with what they call a hydraulic lifter and the hydraulic lifter was for all intents and purposes considered to be self-adjusting and that is why you're setting preload instead of lash now what would happen is that as the lash would increase as the engine would run and accumulate some hours the lash would increase it would not decrease and we're going to talk about that a little bit later if you find it decreasing and then as the lash increased then a lot of a certain let me back up and say this more accurately that you would lose some of the valve valve movement because the rock the the lifter rides on the cam and the cam is going to as the ride on the cam it's going to push the lifter up and that's going to translate that movement into the valve to open the valve so if you have if there is a greater lash there then in essence you're not opening the valve as far and you're opening the valve later a lot of people don't realize that and the reason why you're opening the valve later has nothing to do all of those dynamics are based upon the lobe of the cam 
But if you have a lot of free play and there are a lot of lash, then that lash has to be taken up before the rocker arm actually contacts the valve stem and starts to move against it. So as the lash increases, you are opening up the valve later and you are closing it sooner and you are also also not opening it up as far. Now, keep in mind that the valve on a cylinder head of any engine is a gate. It's a door. It's a door into the into the cylinder because that's where the incoming airflow comes. And whether it's mixed with fuel at that particular point or not, it's irrelevant. On a diesel, it's not mixed with fuel. It just has air coursing through the intake port past the intake valve. On a gasoline engine with a carburetor or a port fuel injection, it has a homogenized mixture of air and fuel. And if it has gasoline direct injection, which is akin to like a diesel type of system, then there's only air coursing past the valve. But that is the gatekeeper. And then on the exhaust side, what is happening is that the spent gases, which are, which are inert, they're non-combustible, they have to exit the cylinder. So if the valve is not opening far enough on either side, we're going to have a lack of performance. And depending upon how much that specification or how much that lash increases, then we could even have we could have the potential to damage the engine. So that is why it's so important for you to keep the valves adjusted on your engines. And how do you find out whether your engine has hydraulic lifters or solid lifters, mechanical lifters? Well, you would have to look at the at the specifications of the engine. And if it gives you a valve lash or clearance, whether it's in you know twenty-two thousandths of an inch or it's a metric equivalent, it's going to be one of the other then you know it has a solid lifter cam and it needs to be valve adjustment now over the years over the years what has happened is that the camshaft designs have changed the metallurgy have changed we got to do everything better and i've said this many times on the show before it's like anything in life evolutionary you learn how to do something better i'm a better farmer than i was 10 years ago and hopefully you know um, and, and 10 years from now god willing i should be even a better farmer so we learned how to do things to do things better and we learned about the metallurgy the metallurgy the ramp which is the profile <clears throat> of the camshaft and what have you to make it to make it less intensive as far as adjustments are concerned. And what I mean by less intensive, it means that it doesn't need to be adjusted as often. Because in the early days, <clears throat> valves needed to be adjusted quite, quite often. So, uh, and that got to be a burden. So in, in the beginning, I'm just going to clear my throat for a second here. <clears throat> Excuse me. I need I need my valves and my throat adjusted. So in the in the opening segment of the show, I said it's a job that no one likes to do. And the reason why no one likes to do it, and if there's somebody out there that likes it, just let me know, all right? The actual dynamics of adjusting the valve is not something that people don't like. It's getting to the site. The, if you were a doctor or a surgeon, you would call it the operative site. So getting to the operative site is the issue because you're working on this engine, whether it's in a road vehicle or whether it's in a combine or a tractor or a sprayer, it's very awkward to get up there. Usually you have to remove a lot of 
components from the engine you may have to you may have to remove the alternator move the air conditioner compressor to the side you may have to remove intercooler tubes or what have you so it's a pain in the neck to get there and that's why people don't like to do it once you physically get there it's not so bad but if you're working on let's say like a combine or a sprayer or a larger farm tractor and it's up high i mean you're standing on a a ladder i mean it's, it's very 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 awkward and because of its awkwardness and the burden of it is that you know you say oh I'll adjust it next time oh I'll adjust it next time all right and then you may have some smaller engines on the farm like a one cylinder engine that's running a seed tender or on a lawn tractor or on a, a transfer pump that has a solid cam which they would all have solid cams because those engines don't to have a as an aside to this to have a hydraulic camshaft hydraulic lifter you need to have a pressurized oiling system so if you have a small engine and has a slinger for oiling it can never have a hydraulic cam and you have to realize also is that by putting a hydraulic cam into something even if it has a pressurized oil system let's say for instance like my my john deere lawn tractor has a uh, a briggs and stratton with a pressurized oil system how do you know it's pressurized it's got an oil filter if you don't have an if it has an oil filter it's got to be pressurized to push the oil through the filter all right but to a, a solid lifter type of design is much less expensive to build so it brings the cost of the equipment down so that is one thing so you may say to yourself well hot rod you know the combine costs six hundred thousand dollars what are you worried about it for well the other thing that comes into play and not so much on diesel engines of that nature but what happens is that you could have you have more freedom in the camshaft design with a solid lifter than you do with a hydraulic lifter because the rule of thumb is that you could a solid lifter has the ability to follow a more aggressive cam profile and what do i mean by more aggressive cam profile is that it's going to open the valve quicker so it's going to minimize the amount of crankshaft rotational degrees to get the valve fully open because remember the cam is run off the crankshaft so everything runs off the crankshaft so it's that relationship all right but the thing that i wanted to say to you is that why it's so important to adjust the valves is number one is because when you have a lot of lash an excessive amount of lash you're actually going to beat up the rocker arm or the follower whatever the design is and you're actually going to have a tendency to mushroom over the valve stem over time and if you mushroom over the valve stem then you're pulling that head off so you're going to say to yourself why is it going to mushroom over the valve stem is because the force because it's traveling further that the force that the rocker arm is eventually going to come in contact with the valve stem is going to be a higher it's going to be a greater force because it traveled further to get there so it's going to have more inertial energy in it and it's going to pound that valve stem the second thing basically is is that if you're on the intake side and you're not lifting the valve what it's supposed to be all right and the 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 lift of the valve is a is a function of the lobe design of the cam plus plus the multiplicative effect of the of the rocker arm ratio so every rocker arm or follower has a ratio and it's based upon its pivot point so let's say for easy arithmetic that you have a cam that has a 200 inch 
two hundredths of an inch lift on it, and you have a one-five rocker arm ratio. So it's the fulcrum point where the rocker arm is based upon where it attaches to the cylinder head and where it interacts with the pushrod. So if you have a one-five ratio rocker arm, so it would be two hundred thousandths times 1.5 so the, the valve would have 300 thousands of total lift so now by limiting the lift on the intake side you are actually choking off the engine so it would be like you covering up part of the intake or having an intake hose collapsing or if you just if it's a forced induction engine a turbocharge engine by taking 10 pounds of boost out because if you are not opening think of it as a as a as a as a, fo- as a hose a faucet for a hose right you're not opening it up all the way then you have less water coming through and the thing is that you and on an engine on the intake side if you're not opening up the valve to to this full lift potential of the cam then you're going to have a loss of power, a loss of, and a loss of fuel economy. The engine will idle fine, it'll be fine, but it's going to be down on power and it's going to be down on fuel economy. Now, on the exhaust side, the same thing is going to happen. You're going to be down on power because what's going to, uh, what occurs is that just as the exhaust valve cracks open, it is identified as blowdown because the pressure in the cylinder is higher than the pressure in the exhaust port and the cylinder starts to evacuate. And then once those two pressures equalize, it's the piston that comes up on, people call it the exhaust stroke. In engineering, it's not called the exhaust stroke, it's called the pumping loop and pumps the exhaust out. So the thing is that if you have, do not have enough the specified lift on the exhaust valve, then you're going to have more pumping losses in the engine. The engine is going to be down on power, even though if the intake valve is right, and you have the tended, the possibility to burn the exhaust valve. And if it burns the valve and burns the seat, that is not good. So it's very, very important for you to keep those valves adjusted. The intake valve, all right, you, you could be, beat up the stem and you're going to lose power. The exhaust valve, you could beat up the stem and you could actually flame cut the valve and this and the the seat where it goes against on the cylinder head now so so that's very 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 important it's a pain in the neck to do it to adjust them but you need to get into that routine of what the manufacturer says all right very very important now the thing is that if you're going to when you're going to adjust valves what you basically do is you check the lash first you don't just loosen everything up and adjust it because what you're looking for is valve recession where the valve is starting to pull through the head and that could either be because the seat is receding into the head further or the actual tulip part the head of the valve is starting to pull through so what is going to tell you for identify valve recession is if the valve got tighter if the valve got tighter instead of looser then it's starting to pull through the cylinder head or there's another problem that you have to look at it's called valve recession or valve seat recession that if it's looser than normal that's fine and they should all be about the same so if they're all about three or four thousands too loose and then you get to this one and it's too tight then you have a pending problem and that is a serious problem that you don't want to just set the lash and worry about if you need to run today you could do that but eventually you're going to end up pulling that head off because that valve is going to pull through the motor and it is not going to be pretty (laughs) 
If you plan a visit to the Fort Worth Stockyards, then you'll want to mosey on in to the Cowboy Channel Bar on Exchange Avenue. It's the first and only sports bar devoted solely to Western sports. And it's a great place to tune in to the Cowboy Channel, gather with friends, and throw back a cold one. So come and discover one of the best watering holes around. And be sure to wear your hat, because the Cowboy Channel Bar is where the cowboys and cowgirls gather. Hi, this is Red Stegall. I want you to join me every Saturday morning at 7 o'clock Eastern, and together we'll explore the life of the American cowboy through his poetry and his music on Cowboy Corner Collections. These are shows that we have recorded and aired over the past two decades, including the music and poetry of our friends as well as myself and the boys in the bunkhouse. With stories by America's great storytellers, join me as we ride through the West on Cowboy Corner Collections, Saturday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern on Rural Radio. Hi everybody, this is Marty Stewart. Join me as I travel coast to coast, city to city, exploring America through his sounds and stories on Marty Stewart's America Odyssey. Then stick around for the Marty Stewart Show, bringing the brightest stars and the best music straight into your home with the help of my fabulous superlatives. It all starts Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, right here on Rural Radio. The necessities of life, food, water, shelter. And your favorite radio hosts, this is Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. And Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. Beck. Join us every week right here for the Ranch It Up radio show. And the Bend radio show. We talk cattle, market, sale barn reports, news. Cooking, lifestyle, outdoors, recreation. And everything in between. And there's a lot in between. Ranch It Up. And the Bend. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. Now it's time for our Under the Sheet Metal segment, and we're going to talk about stoichiometric air-fuel ratio. Every fuel has a stoichiometric value. It identifies the ratio of fuel to air for the most complete chemical exchange, or in simpler terms, the most efficient combustion. For pure gasoline, the stoichiometric value is nearly 14.7% to one that means 14 parts of air to one part of fuel as the ratio goes numerically lower the mixture is richer 12.7 to 1 is a richer mixture there is less air with the same one part of fuel the converse applies hybrid fuels such as e10 e15 e85 will have a lower stoichiometric value since the combustion characteristics and energy content of alcohols are less than petroleum-based fuel the following is an approximate stoichiometric value of common gasoline blends found in rural america pure gasoline 14.68 to 1 E10, 14.08 to 1, E15, 13.8 to 1, E85, 9.85 to 1, and E100, which is pure ethanol, which we don't have available, is 9.0 to 1. When an engine is labeled as flex fuel, it may have an additional sensor in the fuel system that measures the ethanol content of the gasoline. 
The engine controller alters the amount of fuel delivered to each cylinder via the injector to create the required stoichiometric value for that blend along with a modified ignition table. Some flex fuel engines use a complex algorithm that does not use an alcohol content sensor but relies fully on an advanced oxygen sensor identified as a wideband. A gasoline engine is often equipped with a catalytic converter. The purpose of the catalytic converter is to alter the exhaust gas from the engine into a benign form. This is called the conversion process. So listen, I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. And I want you to know that the Hot Rod Farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher, and my beloved, beloved America. You have a blessed week, and we'll catch you next time. Just those valves. This is a Dairy Radio Minute. Lucas, we got China's dairy import data last week for January and February. A little bit mixed, but overall some trends on the whole milk powder side of things. Imports continue to climb. On the skim side of things, maybe a little bit disappointing. Still strong in the scheme of things, but a little bit weaker versus prior year. Something we are watching, though, is on dry whey, whey products, higher protein, whey protein concentrates. These numbers falling sharply versus prior year. As fewer piglets are in the herd, maybe they need less product for feed there. Given milk availability being so tight in New Zealand, it has continued to cause China to look other places to secure their dairy needs, including not only Australia and the EU, but also the U.S. Lucas Fees, Director of Dairy Market Intelligence with High Ground Dairy in Chicago. Farmers know that conditions can change quickly and shifts in the market or in policy can have a big impact. I'm Chip Flory, and every weekday on AgriTalk, we tackle the day's news with a panel of experts and lawmakers at the forefront of the issues. We connect producers with consumers, and we connect you with the information that you need. If it's related to ag, we're talking about it on AgriTalk, weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central on Rural Radio 147 and on the Sirius XM app. This is Justin Mills, rancher and host of the Working Ranch Radio Show, inviting you to join us on Saturdays at noon Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147. We'll go in-depth on topics that are relevant to the sustainability of our beef industry. So join us on Saturdays at noon Eastern for the Working Ranch Radio Show on Rural Radio Channel 147, Sirius XM. Get your weekly dose of the great outdoors Saturday mornings at 9 Eastern right here on Rural Radio. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Kinder Outdoors. See you Saturday.